Welcome to another edition of our Times News High School Football Podcast presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. I'm Justin Carlucci. I got some good guests with me right here. Football season is back. Our Times News Football Preview tab is coming out Thursday of this week, the day before Friday Night Lights kicks off here in northeastern Pennsylvania. I have Emmett McCall, editor of sports editor of the Times News in Lehigh. How are you, Emmett? Good, Justin. Good to be with you today. Appreciate it. And Rich Strack also on the line here. Rich, you do a lot of stuff for the Times News, and uh, we got you on the horn today because you are our grid pick columnist, I guess we could call you. Rich, it's good to talk to you again. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. Thanks, Justin, for having me on the program. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, I can't believe football season is here. I guess partially because it's still, like, 95 degrees with the heat index out there, so heat a whole a whole new meaning to heat acclimation week the last you know couple of weeks and things like that. But here we are, and you know the Times News football preview tab is coming out Thursday. I had a lot of phone calls here at our Tamako office asking when that would be running. Uh, so Emmett, I know that you uh, you have seen pretty much all of it, and you laid out a lot of it on the page and stuff. So talk to me a little bit about this year's uh, preview football tab. Yeah, Justin, uh, Patrick Matsinko, Rod Heckman, and myself, uh, Monday and Tuesday, spent long hours laying it out. I um, think it's going to be really interesting for the readers. Um, we've got stories on uh, all nine area teams. We've got the headshots of the seniors. We've got some interesting trivia. We've got stats from past years. And, and something we have that I really like, and it's a, it's a nice, quick look if you're a, a Panther Valley fan and you want to know, you know, what Tamaqua has or Leighton has, and you might not want to read through the, the entire story. We've got something called position breakdown with each team. It's basically a depth chart. You go running backs, receivers, defensive line, offensive line. It's a little little bit who the starters are, who the reserves are, who the key returnees are at each position. I think that's that's pretty cool. And like I said, it's a nice little quick look. So so I think the tab's loaded with a lot of uh, great information. Yeah, there's a lot of really good pictures in the tab, too. We had a lot of our photographers out there um, and senior headshots, right? So you want to get, you know, it's, it's funny. You don't know what these kids look like under the helmet all the time. But if you want to put a name to the number, there you go. There you go. Right. Yeah. Uh, Rich. You got to remind yep. me because I know it wasn't me. In fact, I've never won the grid picks. In fact, I don't think I've ever even been close. Um, you know, I give it 110% the first five weeks and then I completely fall off. And then, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing by the end of the football season. So who won last year? And just tell me a little bit about, you know, did you see any trends or anything like that with the picks? Well, uh, Hurley won it last year. What's interesting about that, Brad Hurley, that is, is that he started in last, last place, uh, and I gave him a little razz on that. <laughs> you called him out, Rich. Called him out, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, he was called out. He just he buckled down and uh, wiped off his crystal ball because he took off from there. Uh, it did come down to the last week. You know, Rod Heckman is there every year. He sits in that chair. He's quiet. I think he looks at everybody else's picks, and then he goes for his. But, uh, I'm not calling that cheating, but he's a student of the game. And he's there every year. He's won it a few times, too, in the past. But uh, he'll be there again this year, early season favorite. Matt Cinco is strong. Uh, hey, Justin, you did hang in for a while. And, of course, there's Bob Ford who won it two years ago. Um, as far as I'm concerned... Rich, you didn't mention, mention me yet. Does that mean I was way down at the bottom last well, year? Well, you were. You did pick it up a little bit in the middle there. But, you know, you, know, you got to save face. You can't finish last. I know. 
that's 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 well it's embarrassing enough to finish behind the photographer because he never lets me forget it but yeah my goal is to be a little more of a contender this year well listen here's the problem with it though once you fall three or four games back the only way to catch up is to pick a lot of upsets and that could bury you even further so it's tough you got we all got to get off uh, a good start otherwise you know it could be a long for the pickers well i'm looking at the schedule and i don't think my name and good start are going to be associated with each other in week one because it's hard enough to get information about some teams and of course some non-area teams but week one uh, the schedule is loaded and uh you know maybe we can kind of go team by team here and i got the preview sitting in front of us on the computer it's like my vip sneak peek no one else has seen it yet so i can kind of go through these teams and we'll talk about their week one opponents and um I know each of you guys have also had the opportunity to talk to some of these coaches, so uh, it'd be cool to just kind of hear what they had to say. Uh, if that's cool with you guys, I mean, I, I have I have Tamaqua sitting right in front of me, and you know we all know uh, about their season last year. Really great season, a lot of offensive weapons. <laughs> you have the leading rusher in school history uh, and a really good defense, and Nick Briner has now graduated, and I don't think there's many programs that uh, Nick Briner had a hell of a career, and I think you know you have a guy like Nate Boyle stepping up. How often do you see a program in District Eleven kind of? Well, we lost our leading rusher, but is there a lot of re- reason for concern? Because Nate Boyle is, is a heck of an athlete, guys. I mean, you guys have both seen him play, and they have eighteen seniors. Uh, Emmett, uh, what are your thoughts on Tamaqua? Well, I think you put it very well. You were the one who did the Tamaqua preview for our um, for our football tab, Justin, and I, I edited through it, and I remember the one line you said that they're not rebuilding and they're not really reloading either because they're just still loaded. Um, you've got Brayden Knobloch back, you've got Matt Kissler at wide receiver, and then, like you mentioned, Nate Boyle, leading scorer in the area last year, um, second or third in receptions, top five in rushing yardage and like you said he wasn't even the primary ball carrier so i think tamak was loaded got a lot of good linemen back uh so um so yeah and and they have a line mountain team in the opener that like you said they're they're not from the area they're one of four area teams tamak was one of four area teams this week who will play a team from outside district 11 so don't know a lot about line mountain except my good friend sam modded told me they're down this year and Sam knows a little bit about everything so um, <laughs> I think I think this was one of the easier picks this week I think Tamaqua rolls in the opening week Rich you got anything on Tamaqua uh, yeah I'm going to say something else about Nick Reiner he's amazing because he ran all his yards between the tackles and I think he got hurt one time but the kid was a stud in the middle there and I don't know how many carries he had but what a workhorse he was for them uh, I think Sam Bonner is going to have this team a little bit on an edge this year, especially when they play Jim Thorpe, because it always seems to come down. It has come down to that the last couple of years, and they never got over that that team. Uh, but I think uh, from right from the start, uh, they're going to be rolling hard. And uh, it's it was like that MS said, with all the seniors they got, um, it, you know, and Knobloch is just a fabulous athlete, too. He can throw the ball. He can, he can direct that offense. Uh, I just see that team, uh, you know, they can maybe, maybe run the table. In the regular season, uh, I, don't, I don't think that would be a shock to too many people. Um, the other thing great about Tamaqua is they're banned. <laughs> I love to watch them. <laughs> two hundred plus members. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, that band is, is fabulous. And you know, with, with that band playing, and, and I, you know, and that football team playing, I mean, it's going to be some 
some great times over there in Tamaqua this year. A couple of uh, interesting notes I kind of had after conversations is uh, Braden uh, Knobloch is going to solely be playing offense this year. Kind of uh, let him focus on playing quarterback, and uh, he was a great defensive back, but the the Raiders have four senior starters in that secondary that are, are all really good. So um, I think that's a really interesting aspect, you know, have him focus on one side of the ball. Um, also, he'll be, you know, when the fourth quarter rolls around, I mean, he will be obviously less fatigued than all the kids play in two ways so I think that's a very interesting point uh, that I that I ha- had after talking with coach Bonner um, and yeah they have uh, both sides in the line they're big they're strong they're fast uh, and good point about Jim Thorpe you know they lost two games last year Tamaqua that is by a total of two touchdowns they lost by one score to Jim Thorpe and of course they lost uh, by one score and a heartbreaker to Notre Dame in the, in the district playoffs a game which they were winning uh, you know, for most of the contests that came down on the wire. That was a crazy game. So, yeah, I think they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. A lot of these kids got a taste of, of being right there and coming up just short, and uh, I think they'll use it as some fuel to the fire. But, yeah, let's move on right here. Uh, the next team I have uh, going right down our tab here uh, is Panther Valley. A uh, new head coach and Rob Jones. I had a chance to catch up with him. Rick Jones. Rick Jones. Uh, Rob, Rick, uh, man, a lot of Rob. <laughs> and, uh, and we got a Rod Heckman. So, Rick Jones, uh, we had a really great interview. Uh, said a lot of good things. Uh, I think this is the right guy for the job. Uh, you know, it seems like the kids respect him. Uh, they're working hard under him. Uh, you know, he has a, a ton of experience. Uh, and he was really excited. Uh, so, so, uh, Panther Valley guys, I mean, he, getting your senior quarterback back, Ethan Rice, who uh, talked to him too, and he's learned a bunch of different systems under a lot of these coaching staffs. And you know what? I think that might actually work toward his advantage because yeah, he's seen a lot of different defenses and practices and things like that. And uh, I, I think uh, Panther Valley has a chance to open some eyes this year. Yeah, I, I've known Rick for a long time. He had a real successful coaching stint. 12 years at Minersville, coached at Pine Grove, and then he took about a decade off. He has a couple of kids, he kind of followed them through their high school and college athletic years and decided he wanted to get back into coaching. And um, I read Rod Heckman did the uh, Panther Valley preview that will be in our paper, and he, Rick had some really good, really good quotes in it, uh, basically about his philosophy, about, you know, just, you know, one step at a time, let's show improvement first and then, you know, worry about the wins and losses down the, down the way. They'll take care of themselves, but it's just get ex- get more kids out for the team, which he did. They Panther Valley ended the football season last year. I think they had less than 20 kids on the roster. He is a uh, high 30s, 38, 39 kids out this year, so back to step one. And, uh, and like I said, just take gradual steps, improve each day, and uh, that's, a, that's a good philosophy to have. You know, I want to add the fact that uh, the coaching carousel needs to stop over there because it seems like every year or two they got a new guy at the helm, which you know affects the stability of the program. And I, I just think that uh, you know Jones has that that challenge upon uh, him right now is to keep the numbers where they're at and, and to try to get some uh, some some quality uh, you know games where they can they can actually win a few this year more than they did last year. And you know, Reese is a decent quarterback. I threw him a lot last year. He was under under attack because he was always being rushed. But the kid's got a good arm. He will run out of the pocket. He's a tough kid. And they got a running back. I believe his name is Elias uh, Tavares, number yes. 22. And that kid, he's not big, but he can, you know, he can get, the, get a seam and he could be gone. And they got a really good wide receiver. I think his name is Chris White. I'm not, I'm not sure. Blake White. Blake, I think it's Blake, yeah. Blake White. I'm sorry. He's a basketball player as well. But 
he, the kid can catch the ball. I mean, and Reese would hit him on the long out patterns last year. The only problem is on the other side of the ball, Panther Valley had a lot of trouble stopping anybody from scoring touchdowns. So I think the big challenge there at PV this year will be the defense to keep the offense in the game. And, and uh, hopefully by the fourth quarter, they got enough uh, you know, players on the field to, to stay fresh and give it a roll right to the final gun. Columbia Montorvo Tech in the opener. It's uh, it's the only Saturday game among our local teams. Um, don't know a lot about Votech. I do know they're not normally uh, a football power, so I think the Panthers have a chance to um, to open the Rick Jones era with the victory this week. Yeah, I agree well, with you. And kind of all eyes will be on them as one of the few local Saturday games. Only one. I might be the only one in the Times News area. Um, it is. But yeah, and. You know, yeah. I'd like to add something about, uh, you know, when you take over a program that's not been a winning program, uh, Coach, many years ago, said you never want to take over a really strong program because even if you win seven games, they may not be happy with it. But, you know, if Jones can put three, four wins on the, on the board, they might have a parade for him in Panther Valley. <laughs> Nowhere to go but up, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, so, yeah, and uh, let me, let me... let's hope the program turns around. Let me add this. The offensive line, you have seniors Sean Hetrick and junior Antonio Pirelli uh, and a junior center, Schubeck. So you got some upperclassmen in front of Ethan Rice this year, and I'm, I'm sure he's happy about that. And uh, how great would it be for Panther Valley, first-year head coach at Panther Valley, uh, and his senior quarterback who's been through a lot of adversity and a lot of changes to you know start 1-0 and move forward on the year. So uh, exciting opening week with with Panther Valley. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can get on the board and, and, and start trending in the right direction. Uh, the next team I have here is Marion Catholic. So, um, Emmett, I know you, you, you probably know a lot of scoop about Marion. You have uh, some connections there and things like that. So what's the word with Marion this year? And I don't know a lot about Marion. Justin, you just yeah, put me on yeah. the spot right off the bat. That's what I, I do. One of the previews I didn't, I didn't get to read this <laughs> this year. Uh, Sam Mata did the preview. We all kind of take turns proofreading, moving them around. Yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. to see much on Marion. I know they have a really good high high uh, you know expectations for the quarterback Mason Miller. Um, he's third year back, but he's had some injuries the last two years. So um, I think that's what they would like to do build the offense around him i know in the off season he attended uh, the manning quarterback camp with Peyton and eli and archie and uh and did you know has some nice results down there uh, i know they have dakota streisel back he's kind of a playmaker i don't know if they're using him at running back or receiver or you know what they're going to do with them but but he's a playmaker from the couple times like covered them last year, I remember. And I know Pat Morgan's really well, the head coach, and I know Pat's a really good offensive mind, and um, if he can get some bodies and get some athletes there, I think he can do a really good job with that program. Um, the, the numbers are a little down the last couple of years at Marion, so I know Pat would like to get that up, but if, if he can get the athletes, he can, he can coach them up. You know, I want to say, too, that uh, you know, Morgan's Last year, Marion started, I believe, 0-5. And, and then they went 4-2 and two the rest of the year. And he's a disciple of Stan Bukowski, who's the, you know, the legend of Marion. But uh, I think he, you know, he got the kids really going well at the end of the year last year. And these kids coming back from that particular team uh, are ready to go. And, Emmy, you're right about the numbers, though. I think they got 33 total on their roster uh, for JV and for uh, varsity. So uh, the big key, I think, is to keep their key, their, their skilled players healthy and, and their offensive line intact and We'll see where they go. Yeah, and let me just add, you know, playing in a small school division here, 
looking at this offensive line, you got Brian Smith, 6'2", 210. Hunter Shimko, 6'3", 255. Jared Spalty, 6'2", 265. And Robert Sunder, 6'1", 225. So if you can get that core of big boys to stay healthy, I, I, you know, and they have some time to mesh together, I, I like their chances of, of having a nice productive season in hometown over there. And that's and that's the thing with Panther Valley and Marion. We just talked about um, they start the season playing a lot of the uh, bigger school teams, of the, some of the uh, Schuylkill League Division One teams, uh, and then in week six they kind of get to the point where they're playing the Division Two teams. Which the, the the key for both of those teams might be: don't get injured, don't get too banged up be respectable the first four or five weeks when you're playing the Lee Heidens and the Jim Thorpes and the Tamaquas and then, you know, and then hope that when you get into the teams that are a little more your size, um, that you're, you're, you know, you're playing your best football. And uh, that's what Marion did last year. Like you said, they finished four and two over the second half of the season. So Rich and Emmett, uh, ironically, they are playing a non-league game. They're going to open up with a short little ride to Midwest in week one. Um, nice two-hour-plus bus ride, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think, you know, some of these seniors here want a little redemption. A couple seasons ago, Midwest played their first-ever football game uh, at Marion and came away with a win. So I think the upperclassmen here wanna would love to get a road victory out there at Midwest. So, uh, Rich, Emmett, what do you guys think about? Rich, I'll throw it over to you. Well, I, I, I think I picked Midwest, uh, and I, I don't know what they have coming back, but I was impressed with that first game ever they played. They looked like they were a season team. Uh, I think they're very well coached, and uh, it's going to be, like you said, a long bus ride, and I'm not trying to make excuses here, but a long bus ride, and uh, you know, playing a team on their first game at home this year. and I think it's going to be a challenge, but this might set the table for uh, Marion to you know, get off to a good start, because they certainly didn't last year, and I think that's going to be important to keep the uh, attitude in that team up to, to they come up with I wouldn't call it an upset necessarily, but if they get come away with this long ride victory in an away game, that's a good start. I agree, Rich. I think it's a big, uh, not an important game because you've got nine more after it, but it is a, a big game for, for Marion because of who they play. They play Jim Thorpe in week two. You know, so the schedule gets, you know, they have a lot of the bigger school teams coming up right after that. So it's important to get off to a good start, maybe get some positive feelings. Um, and, and, you know, if you can beat Midwest, that could happen. Yeah, I like Marion. I think they've just had some unfortunate bad breaks the last couple of years with injuries and things like that. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good gauge to see where they're at after week one. So my next school I'm looking at right here in front of me is a story by Rich Strack, and it's talking about the Jim Thorpe Olympians who will uh, open up this season with a home game with Schuylkill Haven. So, uh, Rich, I'll toss it over to you. Kind of, you know, what was your conversations like with the staff and Coach Rosen, with Coach Mark Rosenberger, and what was kind of the vibe of the Olympians over there? Well, Rosenberg is uh, the eternal optimist, uh, and he's coming off, uh, you know, a 9-2 and two season, and, and uh, uh, he had a great bunch of kids last year. He lost quite a bit, though. Let's look at, uh, you know, they lost their quarterback. Uh, uh, they lost uh, All-State, two-time All-State defensive end, Dylan Bailey. They lost Ethan Mordon, a lot on defense. In fact, one of the things he said to me was that their team average giving up 113 yards uh, on defensive game, and he says, "Not you're not going to see that around the area for a long time." That's how dominant they were. The Red Swarm was last year, so the concern the Rosenberger has is on defense. I think he believes they can score on offense. Uh, they got a new quarterback though coming up. Uh, his name, I believe, is Calcano. He's 
Davier Calcano, who's coming up from the JV team, so he's unproven. But they got two pretty really good running backs, and C.J. Selby, who, according to Rosenberger, is faster and stronger this year, and uh, Don Madera, who they're both they're both uh, you know they can go distances. They get a hole in the offensive line, and across that offensive line, they're big. They average maybe two thirty, uh, and uh, you know I think they have a. Uh, really some, some wrestlers on that, some weightlifters on an offensive line. So I think they, they feel they can score. Uh, they also have a big, deep uh, wide-out receiver in, uh, in Noah Snesky, so he's 6'2". So I think, and they got a field goal kicker who's a soccer kid. Conley's his last name. He's a coach's, uh, soccer coach's son. And he's been hitting them from over 40 yards to practice. So I don't think points might be a problem scoring. It's can they can they come back to anywhere near that red swarm that we're so familiar with seeing in, so, in, in the past two or three years? Johnson, I think it took us, what, four, this is the fourth team we're talking about, and it, it took Rich Strack, a former offensive line coach in New Jersey, took him four teams to finally start talking about the offensive line of something uh, we'll have here. <laughs> I thought that'd be like every team. I thought he called it that the strength of every team we have there. <laughs> but, you know, you know, they get no credit for touchdowns. <laughs> holding penalties and, and encroachment penalties, uh, uh, it, it's it's probably in all the sports combined the least you know uh, respected position in all the sports. Because, <laughs> you know, just, no one except coaches really watch the offense. You only hear their name when they mess up, right, Rich? That's the whole thing. <laughs> when they get a penalty, that's it. Dead snap from center, you know all Emmett. Everything good. <laughs> Emmett, this is Coach Rosenberger's twenty second year, and since I've been covering football with you guys since about twenty twelve, on and off. It hasn't mattered who's been behind center. That offense is just kind of poetry in motion sometimes. And do you kind of get that feeling about about the offense with Jim Thorpe? Yeah, Mark does a great job of kind of adapting what the team's going to do offensively to what he has um, skill position-wise and, and line-wise. Um, sometimes they throw it a lot. Sometimes they use a, an offense where the quarterback does a lot of the running. Sometimes, you know, they're a tailback-centric offense. So uh, Mark does a great job of, you know, getting the ball to his playmakers and finding ways to get his playmakers the ball in space. And, uh, and, and like you said, they've been a very good offensive team most of the years. You know, you think of Jim Thorpe, you think of the Red Swarm defense, but, um, you know, they've had a great offense to go along with it most of those years. Um, so, and, and the last two years, uh, two years ago, Jim Thorpe and Lee Hyden went to the last game of the season undefeated playing for the Schuylkill League Division One title. Last year was Jim Thorpe and North Schuylkill butting heads, you know, for the Division One title. So maybe the third time will, will be the charm for the Olympians this year. We'll see. You know, I want to add something about that offense, too. I mean, uh, they run a lot of jet sweeps. Uh, they use their wide receivers as running backs. And Rosenberger tells me, he says, listen, so he tells his kids, you might get the ball one or two times a game. You better be ready and do something with it. Because he likes that versatility, he likes to get everybody involved, and that keeps the kids real happy and focused, too. You're tuned in to Times New Sports Chat, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network. We're running down uh, our local teams out of the Times News Preview football tab, and we're kind of talking about their Week 1 matchups here. So, Jim Thorpe will host Schuylkill Haven. You guys have any predictions with this one? Um, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with Thorpe. I, uh, I just uh, I have this feeling about the Red Swarm, and uh, I think it'll be a decent game, as it always is. Haven is a historically good football program around here, but uh, I'm going to take the Olympians at home, guys. 
Well, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Olympians, too. But uh, Haven has Kobe Brish. He's a four-year starter. And their coach, Mike Farr, said uh, to me when he was a freshman that this kid will be the best running back that Haven's ever had. Uh, he's he's the tough. He's a game breaker. And he'll, he'll carry the ball a lot. Uh, and if they can get that offensive line moving uh, the Thorpe defense back a bit, Bridge could have a big game. So, but I just think there's too many weapons for Thorpe on offense. So I like Jim Thorpe as well. Yeah, Brish, uh, they've had a lot of great running backs in, in their history at Schuylkill Haven, so that's saying, saying a lot when Coach Farr says that about him. And I think Brish could have a big game. I mean, very few teams prevent him from having big games, but I think he can get 150 to 200 yards, and Jim Thorpe still will win this game. So um, you've got the five-time, six-time defending Schuylkill League Division II champ in Haven. You've got a Division One power in Jim Thorpe. Um, always a good um, inner division showdown in the league, and uh, I'm going with Thorpe as well. I think it all. I think you will see a lot of points this opening week. There. Let me tell you, there's something. I've said this before, but there's something about this exact area with where we live with high school football. You know, I'll do my traveling or wherever, and I'll talk to people about high school football in their area, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, it's whatever." But it's a lifestyle here. It, it you know, <laughs> there's a different like. Uh, feel in the atmosphere when you wake up on like a September Friday and you know you get all pumped up you just kind of feel that it's football season the communities really rally around all these teams and I just think it's so cool um and yeah when I think of Schuylkill Football League and the brand of Smash Mouth Football you know Schuylkill Haven is going to run the ball 50 times a game everybody knows it's coming and they'll run it right at you and they have been yep ultra successful in just smashing the football and, and def- defenses, you know, a lot of them know it's coming and you just can only scheme so much and it just comes out in execution. Uh, yeah, double tight end and just power the ball and they'll throw two or three times a game maybe. <laughs> Enough just to uh, to keep you a little bit honest, but like you said, they, they don't disguise it. They're going to run the ball and uh, if they dare you to stop them. I, I'm sure Rosenberg is preaching to his team to get up early a couple scores in this way. They can run all they want, like you said, and get them 200 yards, but uh, they're not going to be able to run with uh, the score if Thorpe is scoring that well. Yeah, it should be a really interesting game there. Um, the next team I have in front of me is Lehighton, and they will be, uh, let's see, they are traveling to Fleetwood week one. Uh, and Fleetwood's a team that's actually returning eight starters on both sides of the ball. They're having a quarterback transfer from Bishop Shanahan coming in. So uh, a lot of articles I've been reading and things like that are saying this this is a big opening week for a Fleetwood team that believes they can turn the corner this year. Uh, we have Lee Heighton taking the trip to Fleetwood, uh, a team with another team with a new quarterback under center. They will uh, likely, as far as I know, have Lucas San Giuliano throwing the ball around. Kids fast, super athletic. Uh, and Lee Heighton kicked off their season with Midnight Madness practice. There's a lot of good team chemistry there with head coach Tom McCarroll, uh, who's already been there for like eight or nine seasons already. Time really flies. So, uh, you know, the program is, is really uh, close-knit, and uh, that's kind of the vibe I got there. And I, I think it's going to be a really good battle week one. Uh, Emmett, thoughts on Lee Heighton? Yeah, Lee Heighton's coming off a down year, uh, one of the few they've had in, in recent years under Coach McCarroll. I think they only had four four wins last year, three, four wins last year. Um, I know Tom wants to turn that around again because they're used to winning there under him. Uh, they uh, they had a, a surge in um, last year. I believe they only had 30-some kids out for the team. I know this year they had a 
lot more high 40s, I believe, they had as a turnout this year. So that was the first thing uh, Coach McCall was happy about. And um, I, I think that it's kind of quiet at Lehigh, and I haven't heard a lot. I think it's a kind of quiet confidence that they're that they are going to be improved this year. Um, lost the close game to Fleetwood last year, I believe. Uh, I picked Lehigh in my great picks um, for Week One. I think they're going to surprise some people. I don't know if they can compete with the North Schuylkill and Tamaqua and Jim Thorpe, who are kind of the powers of Division One. But I think they they could play with them, and I think uh, I think they could be a sneaky dark horse this year in Division One. You know, I mean, I'm going to agree with you. I think this team's going to be under the radar. Uh, speaking with Kyle Spots over there, there's a there's a quite he's really excited about what he sees in practice. Uh, the offensive line is big and moving the ball pretty well. Um, you know, i got to say something, though. San Giuliano has some big shoes to fill. Chris Whiteman, to me, was one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the area last year. That kid just stood up. He took beating after beating, but he would throw some good balls. Tough kid, wrestler, you know, ball, everything wrestler. Uh, so the, the quarterback spot is going to be something we all have to watch with this team. But, the, but Lee, I, you know, I, they're not getting a lot of hype, but I think they're better than they're going to be better than a four-win team this year. Yeah, and I think they, uh, I think their linebacker position. I actually saw uh, Brad Hurley wrote about it. Is they do have some real big, versatile athletes at linebacker. Ben Schott's coming back. Uh, I saw Brett Gasker at Media Day, big kid, uh, and Kyle Myernick, um, who, who uh, Tom McCarroll said had a crazy offseason, really bulked up. I I saw Myernick. Mike's get, younger brother. Yeah, I, I saw was him a at star the star there a couple of years ago. My, yeah, really good running back. I saw uh, Kyle at the. Midnight Madness practice, and I said, Tom, who, who is that? And he said, oh, it's Kyle. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he put on like 15 pounds of muscle this offseason. So I'm really curious to see how he's utilized on both sides of the ball. So and obviously you play a lot of Schuylkill League football. You want good linebackers to get up there and stop that run. So, uh, yeah, I, I like Lee Height, and I think, like you said, uh, not a lot of buzz about it, about the Indians right now, but I think maybe that's exactly where they want to be at this point. So, uh, Well, if, if you remember two years ago when they went 10-0 and in the regular season and played for a district championship game, it, it was the same situation. They uh, they went to the uh, Schuylkill League media day, uh, and uh, I think they were like fifth out of six teams in the media poll and six out of six in the coaches poll and uh, kind of showed everybody that – yeah, they were a lot better than that. So I think maybe Coach McCarroll's looking to do something like that again this year. Yeah, definitely should be interesting. Uh, J.J. McDowell showed some real flashes last year, had some real good athleticism at the tailback position. So I'm sure he did a lot of growing and had a good offseason there too. So the Indians, you know, big week one test with a team that's returning a lot of starters in Fleetwood. Extra curious to see uh, how that game's going to turn out. Uh, next team I have on my list here is, is jumping over to the Colonial League, Northern Lehigh. Uh, and uh, I talked to head coach Joe Towden. Emmett, I know you did as well. Uh, and he told me a big strength is the speed of this Bulldogs team. So how was your conversation with the staff there and what were their thoughts? Yeah, that's what Joe said to me. I did the Northern Lehigh preview for our football tab, and and that's the one thing he's excited about. He said Joe's been there over a decade now, and he's I think 2007 he took over the program. He said this is the fastest team they've had since at least 2012, um, going back 
that far as far as overall team speed, overall team quickness, having some breakaway players um, in, in the lineup. Uh, so, so he's really excited about it. Um, they don't have a lot of kids. They only have 22 players in grades 10 through 12. They have a huge freshman class of 16 players to kind of bolster that roster. But even though they might not be really deep, they are going to be really talented. They have lots of good players coming back on the line. They have Mike Farber um, uh, as as a tailback who got a lot of work last year. Uh, Zach Moyer was the backup quarterback and receiver and starting safety last year. He's going to move to um, the quarterback position this year. Um, they've got some good speed on the outside in, in their receivers. Uh, so, so, yeah, Coach Tower told me that there's not one team on the schedule that they can't beat this year and he said there's not one schedule on the team that they shouldn't be able to play with um this year so so he's really looking forward to to some good success two years ago this was a winless football program at 0 and 10 last year they improved to five and five and I think they could be ready to make that next step. I don't know if they're quite at the Northwestern Notre Dame level in the Colonial League, who are going to be like the two teams this year through most predictions. But um, they could be there to challenge and maybe surprise some of those powers. The only thing I want to add, uh, because I'm not familiar with this team, uh, Emmett, is from what you told me, is it sounds like Joe Tout is touting his team. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Rich. Yes. He says he can beat everybody on the schedule, and uh, you know, uh, you got to watch what you say early in the season when you say those things. That's that, sometimes that ends up on you know. Well, he didn't say goals. they would beat everybody on the schedule. He so said I, he has enough talent this year to play with everybody on the schedule, and there's nobody that they can't beat. Which is, you know, it's, but for coach speak, that's pretty good. Usually, coaches aren't, uh, you know, as as you know, uh, confident, and and they're always confident, but they don't always tell you. That. So, yeah, but but Joe likes right. his team this year. And winless two years ago, I think they were five and five last year. So they did take a big step up this year. That'll say something about the coaching staff too, uh, keeping the program solid, the attitude right, and you know building up for two more years and maybe having a really good season this 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 particular year. Yep, you got Zach Moyer who's going to take over at quarterback. Dale Wanamaker is going to be fullback, and he'll also play uh, on the defensive side of the ball. He'll be a big key player each week. Uh, and Mike Repture, uh Tout was really excited about a kid who had uh, 69 carries for 430 yards, which according to my math uh, is good. So Yeah, Justin, I said Mike Farber. I meant Mike Repture. That, that's okay. who I was talking about at the running back position. So thanks for uh, clarifying that for me. All good, all good. So they have uh, Wilson at home. Uh, I like the Bulldogs' odds. I think it'll be a competitive game, but I think they have a good shot to start off 1-0. I agree. Cool. Agreed. Cool. Got Palmer in up next, another Colonial League team. They're going to kick off the season at Palisades. Uh, tough, tough start uh, schedule-wise for Palmer, and those kids are uh, going to be tested early and uh, do a lot of growing early. Uh, obviously, Nelson comes back. He's a, a, a and a very integral part of that team, both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, Palmer is a different team when he's on or off the field. So the Blue Bombers, uh, we had Andy Stimus write that preview. Emmett, tell me a little bit about Palmer in this season and what your uh, feelings are about them. Well, the Bombers going to have to overcome some some number difficulties. I heard 27, 28 kids on the varsity. That, 
that's a tough number. And you said about their start, I believe their first five games, they've got the bigger schools in the league. They've got Socket and Southern Lehigh and Palisades. And, you know, it's a very tough opening schedule. Um, and when you only have 27 kids on the roster, you can't afford to get people banged up and injured. So, so that's going to be the first challenge for them. But like you said, Nelson is an outstanding athlete. He played some running back, some quarterback, some receiver for them last year. He's the middle linebacker. Um, we hear he's going to start the season at quarterback for them this year. I don't know if that's his best position because he is such a dynamic athlete. Uh, next level, you probably are going to see him as a receiver or a defensive back maybe, but um, he's probably the best quarterback they have on the roster. So, um, and, and the one thing about the quarterback is you have your hands, you're going to have your hands on the ball on every snap. So, um, you know, I, I expect to see plenty of Nelson running and throwing for Palmer in this year. You know, Emma, what I've heard is uh, he's getting pushed by Cole Searfoss, who's a, a freshman, actually. Uh, and I know Cole uh, a little bit. He's an exceptional baseball player, great athlete, comes from, a, you know, an athletic family. So, but again, he's a freshman. And how many times do you see a freshman, you know, take over a varsity program? Uh, and if that, if that happens and he does well, it's one thing, but, you know, it's, it's like, uh, you know, learning under fire. So, uh, as you said, tough schedule. I don't know. You know, they won three games last year and the numbers issue. Uh, and I don't know why Max Preps seems to say they got 50 kids on the roster. I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard what you heard. So, uh, they got to stay healthy and I watch their attrition and, uh, you know, see what happens after they get through this early part of the tough schedule. Yep, they got Lucas Haight coming back. Also had uh, a lot of experience at quarterback. So it seems like in the sets that uh, Nelson will not be under center, it seems like Haight's going to uh, be the guy taking the snaps. And, you know, I like the game of chess uh, that they're playing there. In the, you know, while Kowiak and the staff, they're not showing their hand completely. And uh, pretty tough to defensively game plan in high school when you don't know where the best player on the other team is going to line up on a given snap. So uh, I think they have a chance to make some splash plays and maybe catch some defenses off guard with uh, just kind of the different formations they show throughout the year. Uh, let's move on here. We're going to go over to the next team, uh, which is Northwestern. Um, and they're taking Notre Dame at Green Pond. If I had to pick a game of the week, I think we could probably agree that this might be probably a consensus pick. Northwestern, uh, Col- or, wow, uh, Devin Ballinger, who I feel like has been there for a decade coming back, uh, and they have a lot of kids coming back. It's going to be an exciting year for the Tigers, a lot of expectations. Taking on a Notre Dame team, obviously we know uh, head coach Phil Stambaugh, a former pro. Uh, Life after Cole DeFranco was a great quarterback in that system, started as a freshman, uh, and I believe he got a a ride to St. Francis, I think, to to play. So anyway, uh, we're going to see a new quarterback with Notre Dame, but big test week one for Northwestern, kind of, what are you thinking, Emmett? Well, I, I think these are the two consensus, you know, front runners in the Colonial League this year. It's a, kind of a shame that they're playing opening week and not week ten, because you know these are two teams that could run the table. You know, after they get past each other, they opened the season last year. Uh, Notre Dame was kind of a league favorite coming in, and Northwestern upset them, and it kind of catapulted Northwestern and jump started them to a to a. a much better season than I think anybody was anticipating last year. So, um, 
and I, I think uh, I think this has all the earmarks of a of a great high school football game. Like you said, I think game of the week, maybe not only in the Times News coverage area, maybe a, the District Eleven game of the week uh, um, opening night. Um, just want to mention Devin Bollinger. You mentioned the quarterback for Northwestern. Looking at his numbers from last year: thirty touchdowns, three interceptions, almost two thousand yards passing, nearly a thousand yards rushing. He had an incredible season. Got his uh, top running back in Nick Henry back, uh, Justin Lada, his top receiver back. They got a lot of players on the line. I think they're returning nine offensive starters. So um, it's a loaded team, and I I think this is going to be a great game Friday night. You know, they come back from a nine-win season. I think they won a playoff game last year. Uh, I don't think they're going to miss a beat either. And uh, let's add one more thing about Bollinger. He's 6'5", 205. With all the stats behind him, I, I got to believe there's some schools looking at him. Uh, he recently verbaled to the University of Delaware, one the former one AA division of in the NCAA, but he he did verbal to them a couple of months ago. Okay, well, it looks like they're primed. I mean, uh, like you said, it's a shame they got to play Notre Dame in the first game. Somebody's going to have to lose it, um, and from there on, I think both teams are going to end up with pretty good records. I agree. I agree. And I think that offense has a chance to be really special. You just talk about Ballinger's number. Uh, Henry comes back after a thousand yard season. Uh, I just can't imagine once that offense is rolling, trying to you know, worrying about play action passes. And I think they're going to have uh, they're going to have a really easy time with some of these teams on the schedule. And I think that I mean, a couple years ago, we saw Pleasant Valley smashing records uh, when, uh, you know, they had a crazy crazy roster uh, they were scoring over I think four- they averaged 44 points a game that season I, I 2016 think, I think the Tigers have a shot to score around 40 a game this year I mean uh, Northwestern and Tamaqua were the two teams on the cover of our football tab this year and that's why they were there we have the kind of the three offensive stars for both team pictured on the cover and um, Northwestern averaged over 37 points a game last year Tamaqua averaged over 38 Northwestern was close to 380 yards in total offense, Tamaqua around 370. And I think you're right. I think both those offenses actually are going to be better. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Northwestern took that 37.5 point a game average up into the 40s this year, Justin. Lastly, we're going to talk about our uh, our lone EPC team in the area. Pleasant Valley is going to open up at Liberty. A lot of changes in Broadheadsville. Uh, Patrick Matsenko had a chance to catch up with first year head coach Blake Sager. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna throw you over there to him shortly. But uh, Pleasant Valley, uh, Emmett, uh, first year head coach, uh, but he has a lot of experience elsewhere. Elsewhere, so talk about what's going on in Broadheadsville a little bit. Yeah, Coach Sager uh, had a. He was at Becca as a offensive coordinator the last two or three years. And before that, he was uh, like 16 years at East Stroudsburg North. So he, he's had plenty of uh, coaching experience. This is his first head coaching job. He's another coach like Coach Jones for Panther Valley that I think said all the right things um, in, in our football preview story. He talked about, you know, just getting better fundamentally, getting more kids out for the program. Um, being tough on the offensive line, you know, not so much on wins and losses early. It's just let's get better and, you know, take care of, take care of ourselves. And, you know, the wins will come. They I think Pleasant Valley only had what they have one, two wins last year. So, um, 
and playing in a really tough football conference, the Eastern Pennsylvania Conference. I think you're going to need to take small steps, but uh, I think Coach Sager has a chance to get Pleasant Valley back to where they were a few years ago when they were winning eight games and you know winning the Mountain Division of the uh, of the EPC. Yeah, there's a great tradition there, and I agree. And uh, I'm looking at their schedule, and it seems quirky to me because after Liberty, what I'm seeing here is then they play William Allen twice in a row. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's right. I, no, I don't have it in front of me, but I don't think that's right. <laughs> going anyway, I didn't think that would be right. Uh, but anyway, uh, they got William Allen, Northampton, and Mass. You know, there's a couple games they can beat. If, you know, if they're struggling a bit, stay competitive. But but down the line, I think they're going to. You're right. The coach is going to have to keep the, the attitude up, the effort up, and, and take very small steps. Uh, but they had one win last year, and anything over that is going to be improvement. And uh, Again, stability of the coaching staff is, is a key here to keep this program uh, in line where they want to go. Yeah, they've had quite a turnover in, the, in recent years, three or four coaches in the last six years. So, yeah, they're, they could they could use that stability there. I can't emphasize that enough. You look at your better programs, you look at you know, Rosenberger or Ford, Bonner or Tamaqua, there's no, there's no you know, reason why these teams are good every year is because they've got stability, and even their assistant coaches are there a lot. So... Uh, the kids come up knowing these coaches, uh, knowing the program that's successful, want to be part of that. Uh, I think that's a big part of, uh, of any particular uh, sport, but especially in high school football, is to get a coach, stay with them, let them struggle a little bit, uh, let them build the program, give them three, four, five years, and then hopefully it'll turn. You know, it'll, it'll stay consistent, stable for, for many years to come. Yeah, Pleasant Valley will be at Liberty, then they'll be home with Allen, and then they'll be home with Northampton. And they got Emmaus, okay. Deeruff, Pocono Mountain East. So, uh, you know, going to be real interesting to see how first-year head coach Blake Sager does with Pleasant Valley. Uh, before we throw it over to Patrick's uh, exclusive interview with Coach Sager, just wanted to say, Rich, Emmett, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, and you can check out Rich's Grid Pick column every week in the Times New Sports section. Thanks for joining me, guys. Yeah, Justin. Justin. Thanks, Justin. Get your picks in today because uh, you know, fall behind three games or so, it's going to be tough. I always get my picks <laughs> in on time. <laughs> and good luck to both of you guys on your picks this week. Appreciate Thanks, it. Right, Thanks, so sit tight, guys. We're going to throw it over to Patrick Matsinko and Pleasant Valley head coach Blake Sager. You're tuned into the Times News High School Football Podcast presented by the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Thanks for tuning in. Up next, Patrick Matt Cinco, joined by first-year Pleasant Valley head coach Blake Sager. Make sure you check out our big Times News football preview insert with previews for every one of our teams. Position breakdowns is really a nice read. There's depth charts, whatever you need about Times News area, Carbon County, Schuylkill County teams, got Pleasant Valley as well. Check it out. That's in Thursday, August 22nd's paper. The football season is here, and we are really excited. Stay tuned to the Times News. Is it still kind of sinking in, I guess, for you that, you know, you're, you know, you're kind of taking the reins now and, you know, you are in charge of the program, I guess? Right. Well, we're now, you know, almost two full weeks in. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that has passed a little bit. Sure. Uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're what, eight, six, and five, 11 practices in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so it doesn't sound like a lot, but, you know, when you're out oh, here yeah. in the heat of it, in the, in the doubles, uh, you know, time tends to fly. So sure. it, it has sunk in, you know, 
I think it'll sink in a little more, and you know, Saturday when we're oh yeah, got a scrimmage next Friday when we're at BASD Stadium. Sure. You know, that'll be something different for me. You know, a new experience. Oh but, sure. Uh, you know, I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun. The, the kids are coming along, and uh, you know, it's it's. It's just football again now. Absolutely. Um, what's really kind of stood out to you, I guess, so far about these guys? I mean, kind of being able to work with them in seven-on-sevens mm-hmm. and throughout the summer and then through heat acclimation and all that right. stuff. What's really kind of stood out to you, I guess, about these guys? Their character. Yeah. That's the first thing I'll say. Their character. They are high-quality people. Uh, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna be great husbands one day. They're going to be great parents one day. Yeah. I have so many truly great kids. I know every coach says that, you know. But, I, I mean, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. They are high-character kids. You know, they work hard. You don't got to tell them twice. Which and, is? Uh, you know, it, it's, just, it's just very, very refreshing to, to be around kids like this. Um, what kind of mentality, I guess, did you come in here with? I mean, just kind of knowing that, you know, you are taking over, um, you know, and just kind of thinking about maybe sort of the transition period mm-hmm. that they've had, even in the last couple of years, right. you know, kind of going from, to Williger, to Pacchioni, right. to, to Versic, you know, to, to Coach Kashul last year, and, you know, just kind of all that. I mean, did you, have you done anything to maybe be, or kind of reassure them, I guess, or kind of try to be like that stabilizing force and let them know, like, hey, this is... Well, I've said it to everybody that, you know, PV has been on hard times the last couple of years. Yeah. But it's only three years ago that they were rating two. Yeah. And I've coached in the Poconos for 16 years. Yeah. And PV has always been one of the teams, you know, at the top of the of the heap up sure. here. And, uh, you hey, know, I see anybody that'll listen that this program doesn't belong where it's been. Yeah. And it, it belongs where it, where it once was, back yeah. when Twig was coaching them. Yeah. And, and even going all the way back to my first couple of years when they were oh, excellent yeah. back I in mean, the early 2000s. And you look at all the quarterbacks yes, that have come have through here. Yeah, they have a history of, of excellence, and uh, there's no reason that we can't get back. Sure. There. So, you know, that, that's my mindset, that's my message, and, and that's what I'm going with. Um, you know, you think about, too, the EPC, obviously, and the schedule, um, and kind of... I mean, always, I know even kind of talking to Coach Versick and, you know, even, you know, just kind of thinking about some of those crossover games that you mm-hmm. get early on. Um, how do you approach, do you break the season up at all into into segments or, or anything like that? I mean, or especially, I mean, uh, as a first-year coach, do you look at it like that and almost kind of like compartmentalize different parts uh, of the season? It's one day at a time. Yeah. And it honestly is. Uh, I, I haven't even given one thought. Sure. I know who we're playing, trust yeah. me, but yeah. there hasn't been one thought to them. It is literally one day at a time. Yeah. It is taking kids that have no idea what we're trying to install, a brand new offense, oh, sure. and it's piece by piece and just trying to win this day. Uh, you know, I just want to get better tomorrow and get better yeah. on Friday and get better on Saturday. We'll worry about Liberty and Northampton and EMAS, and I have crossover sure. games when we get there. Sure. Uh, and those crossover games are what they are. They're, they're a tough test. You know, I was, oh, absolutely. I was in the Valley the last yeah. two years, and I got to experience, and it is top-notch football. Oh, yeah. It's where we want to get to. Yeah. And, you know, and, uh, you know, we're working hard. We're working hard to, to do what we can. Um, and, you know, even thinking about, you know, kind of the last couple of years and the coaches that have come through, and, you know, you think about the years with Mitchell and Keyes and Richardson and mm-hmm. what Versick did there, and then you think about, you know, kind of the transitions that happened going on from that offensively i mean what kind of style or attack are you kind of hoping to employ i guess with well, these we're gonna guys? look a lot different than pv has looked in the last 10 yeah. years or so we're a triple option team oh okay which uh pv has a history of yeah. triple they yeah. ran it back in the early 2000s and yeah. they ran it with a lot of success oh and then, yeah you know they became a spread team like most teams and they had a lot of success there too sure you know uh but, you know, it's not me. It's not what I believe in. It's not who I am. You know, I, I'm a little bit more old school. Yeah. You know, I want to grind it out a little bit more. 
Uh, I want to control the football. I want to, you know, help my defense by keeping them off the oh, field. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and that, that's more my philosophy. So we're going to be a little more tight to the vest. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to run the ball a lot more than we typically have around here over the last several years. Sure. Uh, you know, and we're going to be try to base on, on toughness and execution. Um, and thinking about, you know, think going through maybe position groups, I guess. Um, quarterback, you know, just kind of thinking about where you are there. I mm-hmm. mean, who are and what are your I guess kind of what are you looking at there from that position and from that group, I guess, of kids? Right. Well, I mean, quarterback is, is Jack Stevens. He's a senior. He got some experience last year. He is a tough kid. Okay? Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. I mean, I, mean, I covered the, the Deerf game, and, yep. you know, I, I got to see them a couple of times. Yeah. And there were times that, I mean, he stood in there. and He took some shots, oh, yes, but he sir. stood in there. You know what I mean? And and he has proven that already. Yeah. He's a tough kid, and, uh, you know, we don't hold anything back from him. You know, we're one of the few teams that let our quarterback get hit in practice. Yeah. And he gets up. Every time, and uh, I've been very, very impressed. Um, we have uh, uh, two very good fullbacks. Ahmad Wyatt. Oh uh, yeah. Returning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good experience last year. He's going to carry the load. You know, he he's going to be a big, big part of our offense. And then we have a second fullback, a new kid. His name is Jared Salazar. Okay. He's going to be a nice little change of pace for Ahmad. Uh, and on the outside, we have Jake Gethin. Robert Papaleo and Gabe Masker. Okay. They are yeah. three. Gabe got experience last year. Papaleo and Gethin are sophomores, but tough kids here every day coachable which uh, is and, and, yes and, you know if you if you got that you know I, I like to think we can piece the rest together so and that's the thing yeah when you're trying to install something that mm-hmm. is new that is different and if those guys are committed and, and they're they buying are. in they're very yeah. coachable they want to learn they want to get better they've 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 adapted very well to, to this new offense and uh you know I'm excited every day to come out. I'm really excited to, you know, see it against another team Saturday. Absolutely. Um, offensive line. I mean, who are your guys, I guess, that are going to kind of fill, I mean, fill there, you know, fill those right. spots there, I guess. Uh, Matt Kilmurray, uh, Mason King, Julian Gonzalez. Okay, they're all seniors. Yeah. Uh, Cesar Estrada is another senior. Okay. He saw some time last year. And then we got some underclassmen, Mason Demeglia will play. Uh, Mike Benzak and Chris Frabel. They are oh, okay. our varsity yeah. linemen. There's about seven or eight. You know, varsity line competing for sure. uh, for those five spots, and uh, you know th- what they lack in experience, and they do because none of them have really played before. Sure, they make up for in heart, toughness, effort, aggressiveness. You know, uh, and it, it was a big change for them moving into the system, but uh, I'm sure they're getting it. They're getting it one day at a time. Um, and I mean, defensive line. You know, is that kind of you know for for how many of those guys? How many of those guys are just going to be kind of going both ways? Yeah, there, I or? mean, we're going to be more two way than I like to be. You yeah, know? I don't think any coach wants to be two way. Sure. But, you know, you only got a certain amount of kids. Oh, so, yeah. You know, kids like Estrada, kids like Wyatt, Demeglia. You know, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go both ways. We do have a big nose guard. He's a sophomore. His name's John Brennan. Nice. Uh, he will play. Uh, he's a big boy. Uh, Connor Haight will okay. be an inside linebacker. Uh, then a lot of names I've mentioned: Gonzalez, Frable, Gethin, Papaleo, Salazar. You know, try to uh, try to give them breaks with some depth that we have. But you know, sure. we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty two way. Uh, you know, so our kids got to get into shape. And, and they got to be tough. Absolutely. And I mean, who of those guys are you looking at as you know specifically, like linebackers, or I mean, what kind of defense? I guess are you hoping to run? Four right, three, three four. We're or three four. Three four. Okay. Uh, it's the same defense like we ran last year. That okay. is the night thing. Same defensive coordinator. Brian Miller's our D coordinator. Yeah, I've which known him for I know twenty him for, years. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. We played in college together and coached nice. together. So I've known Brian for a long time, and having him last year was nice because it's the same voice, it's the same terminology. So yeah, for a long time the defense was ahead of the offense. We're, Oh. Starting to slowly catch up a little bit. Sure. But, uh, you know, having having that same uh, voice and those same concepts uh, has been, you know, very, very pleasant. Um, which guys specifically will be, you know, filling linebacker duties, I guess? Or, does, or is that still, like you uh, said, kind of? 
I can give you some names. Mike sure. McHugh will play. Yeah. Uh, an outside backer spot. Julian Gonzalez will play. And then we okay. have a sophomore. His name's James Syracuse, who, yeah, you know, yeah, is fighting yeah, yeah. For, for time. Yeah. Chris Frabel, Connor Haight, uh, RJ Dominic is a sophomore okay. who's competing for time. Uh, so not everything's ironed out yet, but sure. you know, it'll be a mixture of those kids. I remember some of those guys from wrestling season. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, a couple just of them are wrestlers. Through. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Um, tough kids, obviously. Very much so. Um, we got a lot of them. Uh, defensive backs, I guess. Who are you looking at, you know, to kind of fill in okay. and, and at those spots? Jake Gethin is a okay. returning corner. He saw some time last year as a freshman. Got okay. a start as a sophomore. Papaleo is a sophomore who's going to start for us. Jared Salazar is a junior who will start for us. And then uh, Matt Smith is uh, currently the other corner. Okay. Um, and then as far as, I mean, your special teams, I guess, who are you looking at in terms of kicking and handling kicking, uh, kicking okay. and punting duties, I guess? Uh, Jack K, K-A-Y-E, okay. is, uh, is our kicker. Uh, and that kid, I give him the credit. He is out here every day in the summer with his kicking. You know, that, is, you don't see that with a lot of kickers. You know, and you think about Dean Krisik who came through here, and you know, I mean, oh, Pleasant well, Valley's had, yeah. you know, I mean, they've, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you think know, about kid, that. I don't know that he has the natural gifts like, like a kid like Krisik does. Sure. But he's a worker. Jack yeah. out here, and uh, you know, he, he can kick. He, he was hitting 30, 38 yarders earlier today, which is it's nice for a high school kid oh, to have that. Tell weapon. me about yep. it. Yeah, yeah, because yep. I mean, you have so many kids where you know. It's not all. It's never a gimme, or not always a gimme yeah. that they're going to have oh, the, at the high point, school level. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a clean yeah. flip. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's a good kid. He works hard, and you know he can he can kick the ball. And he'll handle punting duties as uh, well. Eric Wawawrinski, you know, really good kid. Uh, also plays a little wide out for us. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you know, not just a not just a kicker. Not just that. Not, yeah. You know, sure. a little bit of a football player to him, too, which is nice. So uh, you know, he's got a good leg to him, and uh, you know, he'll do a good job. Um, you mentioned about playing with Coach Miller in college. Um, where did you guys play uh, together in college? Uh, East Stroudsburg. Nice. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, how much, I don't know, just is does that help you guys, you know, just kind of in terms of that continuity and, you know, just kind of, you know, again, like you said, you think right. about that in terminology and stuff like that. I mean, how much does that help when you kind of? Uh, I'll tell you what has really helped, and, uh, you know, is both us coming from that program. And yeah. I can't say enough good things about that program. Yeah. And Coach Dowd. Yeah. Toiliger and Coach Santella and, and all those guys that have helped mold Brian and I into yeah. the people and the coaches that we are. Uh, you know, we both give a lot of credit to, to, to that staff. And to this day, you know, I mean, if I picked up the phone, they would do anything for me. So Which is, that's what you want. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, and if we can be half as successful as people and as coaches, as, as Coach Dowd and Coach Twig were, you know, then, then we did something well. Absolutely. Um I mean, anything else that you want to say about, you know, just thinking about these guys or just kind of thinking about this opportunity? I mean, anything else that you want to say? Uh, I don't know. I think everything's been covered, but I, just, I can't stress enough how high quality of, of, of people yeah. that we have. And, uh, you know, I will tell anybody that will listen, man, I love coming every day here and working with these kids, man. It, it is an absolute blessing. That's it for this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be bringing you some more content next week. Make sure you check out the grid picks in Friday's paper, our Times News preview with a very nice insert. We'll be running in Thursday, August 22nd's paper. Definitely worth the read. Hold on to throughout the entire season. A lot of great information in there. It's a really, really nice resource. And as always, we'll have box scores and we'll be covering every single game every week. So you're not going to want to miss out Saturday's paper either. For Patrick Matsinko, Emmett McCall, Rich Strack, big thanks to Pleasant Valley head coach Blake Sager. I am Justin Carlucci, and we'll talk to you in a few days.